Hi, thanks for tuning into the Questions Queen podcast, the podcast where we have your favorite couples share their love journey. Honestly, I'm just a hopeless romantic that wants to highlight Black love in its purest form. Each couple will be unique in their own way, so let's get into it. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the Questions Queen podcast. I'm Asha, also known as the Questions Queen. And today we have an amazing couple here today. We have the Buchanans here. (laughs) Hi, Amanda. Hi, Devin. Hi, Asha. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for joining. I'm so excited to get started. We're excited to be here. We're so excited and proud of you for launching your podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Okay, so before we get into the depth of the conversation, we're going to start with an icebreaker, okay? Okay. Okay. This icebreaker is called, How Well Do You Know Your Partner? So (laughs) with this icebreaker, Amanda, I'm going to ask you a question about your husband, Devin, I'm going to ask you a question about your wife, Amanda. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right, cool. So Amanda, when Devin is by himself, what's that he does to make him happy? So this is when you and Miss Taylor have left and now he has his me time. What's something that you know he's probably doing when you're out the house? Devin really enjoys listening to music. He likes 90s rap and R&B, hip-hop and R&B. Oh, and yes. He likes to sit. He likes to maybe have like an old-fashioned. That's his favorite drink. Okay. And he will spend some time surfing his phone. But Devin is a businessman, so he's always looking for what his next move is going to be. So he's on his laptop researching. He mm-hmm. is trying to figure out maybe some additional ways that we can get some additional streams of income um really just working to progress us in the next way he's really really takes a lot of pride in leading our family that way dang even on the day off he's working i like that because that's not how i am see me need is a nice netflix show and some wine and i'm good to go <laughs> yep that sounds like me too okay so Devin, was amanda right is that something that you would do uh that's definitely something i would do i yeah so i mean my brain never stops moving i'm always thinking always trying to figure out what the next move is so she got me there absolutely <laughs> all right so you. <laughs> right i was about to say okay so a point for amanda she got that <clears throat> So now, Devin, it's your turn to be in the hot seat. Okay. What's Amanda's favorite trip that y'all have taken together? My favorite trip that we have taken together, I would say uh, our European trip, uh, maybe going to Europe. Um, <laughs> I would say Greece. I Ooh. Was- Okay. Yeah. Nailed it. Yeah. Yeah, we've been a lot of different places, but um I think with that being like our first real trip together, yeah, uh, and it it being kind of epic, I would say that would Santorini Greece, yeah. 
Wait, did you guys take this trip when y'all were dating or was this after, you know, marriage? No, we were we were still dating. She the whole time we were over there, she thought that at some point I was going to well, no, I was already I was I had already proposed, but like when we were planning the trip, she oh. thought that I was going to be proposing while we were over there. Oh. <laughs> so, that yeah. is so cute, but honestly, if she would have told me like, oh, I thought you were going to propose, I didn't because I want you to be surprised. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And that's why I did it before. On a random, on and a I would have had so much anxiety the whole entire trip. If Yeah. So I'm like, oh, we're at the Eiffel Tower. Oh, man, wait, what? Every right, sun- right. The sun, sun is setting. This is going to be the best move. Oh, my God. Oh, I would have been so anxious. That is so cute. But, um, okay, Devin, you get a point. So, I already knew that you guys were going to win this game because y'all are, like I said, y'all are like best friends. So y'all know each other really well. Yeah, Um, I agree. (laughs) Okay. So now let's get into the depth of the conversation. And so just for my listeners to let you know, um, on today's episode, we are going to talk about online dating and dating after your 30s. So the reason I want to talk about these two things is because, well, one, you'll know why I asked about the online dating as we get more in depth. I'm not going to spill the details on that one. But one thing that I wanted to highlight was dating after your 30s, because I don't know why or who created this, the stigma that like after your 30s, you're just old and prune, like you're not going to find love (laughs) and it's too late to have kids. Like, I'm confused when this narrative even started. And so I want to hear from this beautiful couple. And I want you guys to hear from this beautiful couple, um, you know, why that is a wrong misconception. And so first things first, I want to ask you guys, um, how did you meet? And what was your first impression of each other? Well, I will, uh, I'll go ahead and take this one. Uh, So I was just sitting in my house, minding my business. Oh. <laughs> well, I was probably drinking an old fashioned or something, and mm-hmm. I got a ding on my phone, mm-hmm. and I open up said message, and it said, and I quote, "Hey, coach, we should hang out." Oh, and, and that was it. That was it. So okay. uh, I thought that was you know pretty cute. So I responded. And uh, I said that we should. Uh, and we talked and, um, you know, I guess probably four or five days later, uh, we met in person. So, you know, we had met online um, and then four or five days later, we met in person. And uh, I think we we hit it off pretty well. Wait, we had a, wait, 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 <laughs> wait that, that's some stuff. We talked, we talked, we chatted back and forth. Uh-huh. We talked on the phone. But like our first conversation was like, Two hours. I mean, oh and, and was gosh. that the time to go into all this detail? Because I could definitely, you know, I could give the detail. I just... Yeah, this is what the show is about. We want oh, to hear okay. the deets. I mean, all right. So, <laughs> I mean, of course, of course, she didn't agree to just meet me off a whim uh-huh. um, because she needed her time to do enough of her background checks and Googles and, right. and all I that sure stuff. <laughs> and so, you know, we we talked on the phone and had some really great conversation. Uh, and the one thing that I will say about us is that we we kind of pry. And so our mm-hmm. our first conversations, we learned a lot about each other. We learned 
a lot about um, the really intimate details that we have in common from the music we love, which is, you know, mm -hmm. always kind of surface level to, you know, us being at private schools and, right. uh, you know, the connection there and then our families being, uh, you know, pretty close together in West Philly. So mm -hmm. there was just a lot of connection that we made before we even met in person. So the meeting in person was kind of like icing on the cake. We already right. knew that. It was really yeah, interesting. Like when we when we started chatting online, we were just kind of like going back and forth. And I'm like, okay. Like I was honestly on there because I was just tired of meeting the same old people. The circles in right. are pretty small. Philly is so small. It's, it's so like, tiny. It's I ridiculous. The town with skyscrapers. <laughs> it's like so small. And if you are in like one circle, like a young black professional circle or anything right. else, you end up meeting everybody and mm -hmm. everyone knows everyone. And I didn't want that. So I was like, well, let me just see. There's got to be a whole lot of other people that I just mm -hmm. don't know who are dateable. So I went online and it was like maybe like a couple weeks and I was like, no, this is not for me. And then I saw his picture and he had like a little endearing smile, Hello. like a nice guy. He had like a, a, a detailed profile. I was like, oh, yeah. mine was not detailed at all. Mine was like a picture. <laughs> oh, yo, so first of all, she, she the, my profile was like bait. It was, it was like for real. I knew, I knew there were certain things that if I put in my profile, I was going to mm -hmm. get the right person. So, you know, I had quotes from Robin Thicke songs. Oh, you was laying it on them hard. Yeah, well, you, so, you know, it wasn't like, you know, the, the Robin Thicke song you would hear on the radio. It was like number okay. eight. You know, the one you okay. had to really listen to the, the album and know. That's how oh, I, I like that. I like what that. What was crazy <laughs> is that is one of, it was one of my favorite albums, the Evolution of Robin Thicke. And I listened to that thing until it wouldn't play anymore in my car. So mm -hmm. the fact that he knew that song, I was like, whoa, whoa. Mm -hmm. Whoa, that was a big deal for me. And then just talking, he liked being like, he talked about like being lounging around in house pants and just mm -hmm. being able to chill together and I was like I want that I don't want to feel like I have to be all put together all the time right with a guy I want to feel like I'm comfortable with them and and to your point like I was over 30 I had been there done that and like kind of known what I knew around what I did not want mm -hmm. so I was like listen if I'm going to date anybody moving forward I'm going to be very upfront with who I am, what I'm looking for. I knew I wanted a relationship. I knew I wanted right. long-term and for the long haul. And so I was ready for that. So I wanted to make sure that I that with him yeah. in our conversations. And I asked him, I was like, so what are you looking for? Because everyone thinks right. of online dating as just a means to hook up or something, but I wasn't looking for that at all. Mm-hmm. And so just, just so I can let my listeners know, you guys met in what was it 20? What was it 2014? Or? Yep, 2014. Okay, wanted to make sure I got that right. And so guys, listeners, this was way before, you know, Tinder and all this like crazy stuff that they're doing. Did you guys see Tinder swindler and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. That story was crazy. And honestly, if I was, you know, out here dating, I would not want to be on Tinder because I wouldn't trust anybody. He was mm -hmm. next level. <laughs> he was really next level. I couldn't even take it. I was like, yes. why? And then the, I'm not even going to get into the, the women, but exactly. He was just a whole different ball game. 
Yes, exactly. And so honestly, just from hearing you guys, it just seemed like the way that you guys were talking on the phone, if it was via text, it was like you guys felt that chemistry. The chemistry was already there so that when y'all had your first date, like Devin said, he said it was the icing on the cake. And like when y'all were meeting each other, it probably felt like y'all knew each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so now my question is, so how long did it take after you guys met for you to know that, okay, this is, this is my husband. Like, how did you know that you wanted, Ooh. that you were ready to marry each other? Uh, I mean, you should I, I guess, I, should, I mean, I guess as the, as the guy who pops the question traditionally, right. You know? for me in this relationship anyway uh so i think there was there was a point i'm i'm gonna kind of pin pinpoint like mm-hmm. i was walking out of the door one day on my way to work um and we were probably a few months in and i said to her uh i want to i want to tell you i love you i know i love you but i'm not sure i want to say it yet or something like that and I, you know, it was just this feeling of comfortability. Like I, there, there comes a point where it's not that you have to share intimate things about yourself. You want to share. Right. And I, that's where I was looking to get to where, you know, at that point in my life, um, I was looking for a lot of, I was looking for someone to help me with direction. Like I had, uh, what do they call potential, Mm -hmm. but you know, that's just potential. You haven't really made it yet. And I, I kind of knew like, you know what? She's the type of person that cares about me as an individual, as a person and wants me to get better. And, and Mm -hmm. that's where you can feel the love start to grow. Wanting to spend more, you know, meaningful time, have more meaningful conversations. Yeah. Um, and then you go to family dinner. Oh. <laughs> and, and Lord, that experience alone is like, well, I better marry you. Right? <laughs> oh my gosh. What did, what did her parents say? Okay. So, so <laughs> this was on me. So Every month, my family would have a family dinner. And it wasn't just, like, my parents, my siblings. This was all my dad's extended family. And my dad's the youngest of 10. So it was just a a big event. We had it at, like, this really nice Asian restaurant in the suburbs. It was, like, beautiful. And I was like, oh, you want to? Like, oh, sure. And this was pretty early on. This was, like, maybe, like, Two months in, two probably two months. Two in. months I think it's in, like October. So mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, I was like, maybe I was like, would you like to come? I was like, my parents will be there. You can meet my family because my family is really important to me. And so right. we get there, and my parents are there first, and it was good. It was so nice. My parents are like, well, nice to meet you, Devin. Oh. We've heard a lot about you. It's great. But then my aunts came. <laughs> oh lord and they, and, and they got to grilling he was like in an interrogation room they were asking so what do you do where are you from where'd you grow up where'd your parents grow up what do your parents do i was like whoa 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 i was so you ever seen first 48 <laughs> yeah uh, yeah so it was kind of like that like all that was missing was the gray 
the gray yep. cancer screen. The double-sided like, mirror. Double yep. Mirror. Yeah, that's it. That's, it. that's but, one thing that aunts and uncles and all of that, that's one one thing they're going to do is they're going to apply the pressure, especially. No yes, no filter at all. I mean, I know my aunt, sometimes I have to stop her. Like, I'm like, girl, that's enough. I tried. <laughs> I tried. Just they were like, this is what we need to do. We are doing this for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And so after the dinner, we're like driving. He's driving me back to my apartment. And I'm like looking out the window and I'm super quiet, like welling up. I'm about to well up with tears. And I was like, well, I guess this is the end. And he, I didn't even have to say it, but I was thinking it. And he looks over and he grabs my hand. He says, like, it's going to take a lot more than that to stop me. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. I was like, yeah, I su- we survived that. And that really right. made me. But um, I think for me, when I knew that he was the one, like Devin's a really good cook and he came over and cooked for me a couple times and I thought that was nice. But then like as it started getting cooler outside, um, but like, you know, that crisp fall air, like mm-hmm. he made like a picnic on the balcony of my apartment. And I mean, like he had tiki oh my toys gosh. and like just beautiful plants out there. And he made us a really nice dinner. And I was like, wow. And he's like, yeah, this is just kind of how I like the roll. These are just fun things we can do. Even if we're at home, we could just have so much fun. Right. Like, oh my gosh. I was like, this, this guy just knows me. He gets me. He knows kind of what I want and I didn't even have to tell him that and I was like he could be the one I think he could be it right right and I love that it was like spontaneous but still like intimate and low-key like I love the fact that he that he highlighted that part yeah it was it was amazing and so in that moment is that when you knew that this was the man you wanted to marry like what was the how did you know you wanted to marry Devin so I knew that I wanted to marry him because so at that moment, I'll back up. Mm-hmm. That was one of the moments that said, okay, this could be a possibility. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you about the moment that I knew I wanted to marry him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. So <laughs> he asked me, he asked me one day, like early on. I mean, yeah. He's like, so what do you need? What do you need to know that you want to marry or before you get married? And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm. And I thought about it. And I said, you know, I I got to go to Europe again. I was like, I got to go to Europe again, like as an adult, because I studied abroad and I, it was a lot of fun, but I was young. Yeah. I budget. We were just like scraping around trying to travel. Right. So mm-hmm. I was like, I want to go to Europe again as an adult and have some fun, be able to ride a gondola. I want to do those things, but I want to do them before I'm married again. Right. Okay. So fast forward a few months and it's Christmas. And on this particular Christmas, there was some weird travel glitch where there were flights to Dubai for like dirt cheap. And I was like, like two hundred and twenty seven dollars. What? Like, <laughs> no, 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 it was. Where was I at? Because I should have booked a flight then. <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was so crazy. Like these flights to Dubai were crazy cheap and everybody was just buying them up and talking about it. It was it was crazy. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I was like. And he spent Christmas with us. He came to my family's house for Christmas. And I was like, yo, yo, they got these deals to Dubai. You trying to roll? And he was like, mm-hmm. wait. And I was like, what? I was like, I'm ready. I'm like online. I'm trying to book. I'm like, where's your credit card? He's like, I thought you wanted to go to Europe first. Right. And I was like, 
my jaw dropped to the floor and that was Christmas. And I was like, I left the room. I was like, I'll be right back. And I had to go and I started like hyperventilating almost in, the, in my parents' living room because I was like, oh my gosh, this guy is listening and right. he knows. And, and I was like, and I know I love him and yeah. he didn't spend Christmas with his family. He's spending Christmas with me and my crazy family. I was like, this, this is, this is a big deal. And I yeah. was like, that he's the one. Oh, I love. Wait, I have to ask because I'm really into detail. Devin, when she went into the other room to have a minute and she was hyperventilating, what were you thinking? Were you like, "What's wrong with her?" Well, so uh, Amanda and I, I think we're always kind of in touch with feelings. Okay. And I'm like, honestly, I'm like pretty purposeful with some things, and I knew, I knew that like the Dubai trip was coming up pretty soon right mm-hmm. like it was something that people were acting on and like you had to travel within like a certain amount of time so um i knew that the trip to europe was gonna be oh like in june mm-hmm. and that meant like commitment we hadn't even been together that long yet mm-hmm. yeah we we're talking about like we met july 24th this is december 25th wow right? talking about five months and then this is six months from then. Right. So, you know, for I think at that time for somebody to be like, hey, why don't we commit to planning this thing financially? And at that time, I'm, you know, I'm fairly broke, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, so we had to really plan this out and commit right. to it and do it together. So, you know, I knew that for me, that was a, a commitment that I was really to her. Right. Especially you're thinking like, listen, I don't really got it, but I'm going to make it work for her. Um, Mm -hmm. Something that like my dad always says to me is he says, one thing a man is going to do is he's always going to figure it out. He's always going to make a way, even if it's no way at the time, like he's going to make a way. Um, And that's how you know, like he's the one because he won't come up with an excuse. He won't come up with, oh, like to your point, you said, oh, I'm broke at the time. Like that wasn't even excuse that you gave to Amanda you said listen we're gonna figure it out because my baby wants to go to Europe so we're gonna go to Europe <laughs> yeah yep. Yep. We, we, we bought that trip $200 at a time for six months <laughs> <We sure did. laughs> I put put me on a payment plan that's all I need <laughs> yep. Yep. but we balled on the budget who did we ball on the budget oh that is so beautiful so Again, like I said, I'm into detail. So I'm sure my listeners are wondering and curious, how did you propose? If it wasn't in Greece or, you know, during your time in Europe, how did you how did you propose so that she didn't really think that you were to do it? Uh, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was I, like I said, I was like. I'm pretty, bro- I wasn't broke, right? I wasn't broke. I have bad financial habits. So I was like, I want this to be amazing. I want it to be memorable. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to kind of signify like my comeuppance as a man, like something I really <laughs> right. out. So uh, I, I think I first started with, well, the location, like where are we mm-hmm. going to do this? I looked up a restaurant that was like really nice, it's like in restaurant or something like that in center mm-hmm. city and it was outdoors. So uh, I knew that I wanted what was important to her. If we were, weren't going to do it in Europe, that her close friends and family were there and were, were part of it. Right. So um, 
I planned a dinner and I organized it so that they could all eat outside and have like hors d'oeuvres and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then we ate. And what I said to her was, hey, there's uh, a really nice garden outside. I want to take some pictures in the garden. Um, do you want to go outside and, and do that? Mm-hmm. But I was able to set up the whole weekend because ironically, we were supposed to go to New York on Saturday for a party. So on Friday, I say to her, hey, why don't you, you know, why don't we go get a manicure, pedicure, you get your nails done, your hair done, all that stuff. And, um, and we'll go to New York. Mm -hmm. All the while, I knew that this was actually for me to propose to her that night. Right. See, Devin, (laughs) I gotta cut you off right there. Because I know my listeners that are women, we appreciate a man that's going to make sure the nails are done. So when she put that engagement <laughs> ring on, yes, yeah. she's like, okay, the nails are done. I'm good. I like that. You planned that out good. But anyway, go ahead. So wait, so it was crazy because <laughs> we had gotten like manicures, pedicures. He came with me uh-huh. on Thursday and he was like, oh, we're going to dinner Friday. I'm like, okay, cool. And I'm coming home from work and I chipped the nail. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, no, I chipped a nail, and I'm on the phone with him, and he's like, "What's wrong?" I was like, "Oh, I chipped a nail." He goes, "Wait, wait what hand is it on?" <laughs> like, oh my god, my right, my right index finger. He's like, "Oh, okay, all right, that'll be all right. It'll be okay." Oh, I love he was it. like, "Well, you want to go get it fixed?" I was like, "I don't have time," but that was yeah, it. especially yeah. in hindsight. Oh. Okay, yeah. Devin, back to the story because I'm. I was yep, yep, yep. So, um, <laughs> going to New York. so we were going to New York. So I played it off like, "Hey, go ahead, get everything done." Um, so I invited all her close friends and family. I sat them out there. We had hors d'oeuvres, and I said, "Hey, let's go outside. Let's take these pictures." So, um, the whole time that we're out at dinner, I'm calling the family like, "Hey, are you guys outside? Is everything ready to go? They're all there." So. I we get up, we walk outside, uh, and I'm like, "Hey, close your eyes. It's so nice out here. I need you to close your eyes." Mm-hmm. She walks out, and um, I'm like, "All right, open your eyes." I'm on my knee, and everybody's oh. behind me, like taking oh, pictures. My. I open and my eyes. She opens her eyes and just starts screaming. Oh, oh my god. god! Oh my god! Oh my god! I couldn't say anything else. It was like a good <laughs> two, three minutes that I was just saying, "Oh my god!" I couldn't say anything else because. Like I opened up my eyes and I mean it was dark outside and like mm-hmm. it was it was in April so there were like heat lamps out there but I was like oh my gosh and I look and I see my best friends and my cousins and my parents are there and his parents are there and I was like are you kidding me and they're all at this table like taking yeah. pictures just grinning and then <laughs> I look down and I'm like he's lowering down I was like oh my god this is <laughs> I could not believe it it's like such a surprise because we had talked about marriage yeah it's just like oh it won't be for a while it's probably going to happen in Europe I'm getting ready for that yeah really shocked me with that one oh I love it I love it and the fact that he planned it out perfectly like I mean Devin you are a details man like you have got every (laughs) detail down packed and I think women like women definitely appreciate that about a man because usually the woman um, I hate to play out gender roles, but usually the woman is like the planner, the one that is organized. But I mean, 
it's like you you have everything. You had all of the details down packed, and um, that was really sweet. It was very romantic. I told you it was, it was my comeuppance. Yeah, as as a man, <laughs> and you know, there's a point where you just got to make a decision, right? Um, to to want to just be a little bit better, try a little mm-hmm. bit harder. Mm-hmm. And that was my opportunity. You know? Yeah, yeah, I love it. And so, yeah. um, I know that you guys have been married now. What is it? A little over five years now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. It'll be six years in wow. May. <laughs> yeah, and it's honestly a full circle moment because we're approaching April, and you guys are sharing your love story with me. Yeah. So, um, love that this is a full circle moment. But one thing that I want to ask you guys is. So as we know, all healthy relationships, all healthy marriages, you know, sometimes they have arguments and sometimes um, there's just little things or just certain things that um, that your partner does that really just make you tick or it just gets on your nerves. And Mm -hmm. so my question for you guys is what are some of the personality traits that you don't necessarily agree with that your partner has or something that you had to get used to as time went on and like. How did you learn to appreciate those personality traits that really got on your nerves? Mm. Hmm. Interesting. Can I say? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so we don't argue a whole lot and we'll have, right. we'll have spats and they might, they'll be over like dumb stuff, maybe for like a couple hours and I am the type of person where I don't want to, I don't want to argue I don't even want to talk it out in the moment. I need to sit and I need to process it. I might need mm-hmm. to get in the car and curse you out, out loud in my car to myself. And then I can come right. and have a conversation because I'm going to get all the ugly, nasty, mean stuff out <laughs> in the car. I don't want to say it to you because I don't want to say anything that's going to really hurt. Right. That's what I do. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he wants to talk it out and he wants yeah. to have conversation right then and there and so he'll get frustrated at me because I give him the silent treatment and I'm like mm-hmm. I don't I'm not I don't want to talk or I'll go upstairs and be in my room and I was like you know I'm just gonna fold clothes right now mm-hmm. and he goes why are you leaving well I was like I don't want to look at your face that's what I'm thinking to myself exactly but but he wants to talk and I'm like all right all right I know that he's gonna want to talk and I'll have to like now preface it and I'll say I'm not ready to talk about it right now. Mm-hmm. I'll a little later. Let me process. And and that took a lot of getting used to because he was ready to go off. And I'm like, I'm not having that. I'm not argumentative like that. I was right. rationally when I'm feeling more rational on the inside. And I think that's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And honestly, um, Amanda, I got seven here. I'm, I'm a talker. I like to <laughs> figure it out right then and there. I'm like, no. <laughs> Yeah, we just had an argument, but we're going to resolve it right really quick. Um, I need to do in my feelings. Give me at least like 30 minutes. I need to be yeah. able to do it. And then we'll both 30 come. minutes is so long. It's not that long. That's like a for you, it's not. But for the person who wants to talk it out, that's like, what? You can, I, you can do it. I mean, I'm sorry, but I feel the same way Devin does. Sorry, <laughs> <It feels laughs> like decades. If it literally yeah. feels like decades, each minute will take hour and I'm it, is, no, it's, it, it hurts good it's things painful. come to those who wait oh my god <laughs> but Devin what I have realized and I think that's something that Amanda has pointed out is that when I 
crush like my partner into having a conversation and resolving it it always ended up like like a lash like where they would just kind of like lash out at me because I was trying to rush and force them to talk and like that you know try to rush rush the process um and so I know that Devin you know this already but you know what I've learned is that like you have a more productive conversation once your partner is able to you know, now they're rational, now they're calm, and now they're able to talk about it and even look at your perspective. Because I mean, that's what an uh, argument or not an argument, but that's what a debate is about. Like me looking at a situation from your perspective, but also not neglecting my own feelings. And I think that's what Amanda was trying to process because she like, I love this man, but I'm about to go off on him right now. So I need some space. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And so, Devin, for you, what's what's a, I guess you could say, um, a personality trait that you don't really, but you have learned to love now? I actually think it's it's very similar. Um, so I'm I'm someone who likes to get things done immediately. Like <laughs> I, I, I am a think first. I mean, commit first, figure the rest out later. I'm just trying to, like, move on whatever it is. Um, You know, and uh, Amanda doesn't always do that, but Mm -hmm. it always gets done. The thing that I have to remember about her is that, you know, we have things like our, our times are always, they end up at the same time. Mm-hmm. Just sometimes I am moving at like a thousand miles an hour. Okay. We always end up at the same space. And so the one thing that I've really learned to love about her is that her ability to um, compartmentalize mm-hmm. and what seems is like she's relaxing and chilling. Mm-hmm. She's just compartmentalizing. Yeah. And she's still going to get the things done that she needs to get done. And that I am learning to trust that. And yeah. That- that's a thing for me. Like, I think that's a, a real thing that, you know, I'm, I'm always kind of always working on and just yeah. trying that, you know, she, uh, in her time and it's still, her time is still the right time. It might not be when I want it, you know, mm-hmm. it's still going to get done and get done well. So. Yeah. And I like that. So what I'm noticing as I'm, talking to different couples now is that Devin it seems like you are the the dreamer right you're the one that is thinking of always forward thinking always thinking of how to put your family in a in a better situation and kind of coming up with different ideas or business ideas that you guys can accomplish and Amanda is that better half where you know she's she's not gonna she's not the dreamer but she will she's strategic She's the thinker. So like she's kind of organizing in her head, like, okay, he wants to do this. Let me figure out how we can do this together and what steps do we need to take and things like that. And so I say that because that's the balance. The balance is you come up, Devin, you come up with the great idea. And, you know, maybe Amanda, I don't know, but maybe Amanda necessarily doesn't, she doesn't come up with like the the great ideas or the uh, spontaneous ideas right on the spot. But you're that balance where, okay, you'll come out with the great ideas. And then now she's like, that was good. Now I got to figure out how we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I just noticed that. And, and I love that um, how you guys just feed off of each other's energy that way. Yeah. 
Definitely. I think you're spot on with that, though. Like, Devin comes up with, I think, maybe 50 good ideas, really good ideas every single day. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Let's think about a couple and just focus on those and how we're going to work it out. Because, I mean, it's not, he's not single. So he can't just yeah. go, go and do what he wants to do. Like, we have a family. We have a daughter. So thinking about, like, how we are going to make things happen, but still maintain the things that are important for us in our relationship and our family, too. Um, so moving forward without losing out on that and still mm-hmm. prioritizing the family is really important to us. Yeah. Yeah. And reason I pinpoint that, that part about your relationship is because sometimes the dreamer and the thinker, the one that's the more strategic one in a relationship, sometimes they clash, right? Because the dreamer always feels like like the one that's being strategic or organized is like negative, you know, because at the moment, the dreamer is kind of like, oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's go for it. And then um, someone who is strategic and more has an organized thought, they're like kind of like, well, I don't really see that really happening. And sometimes the dreamer could look at their partner like, you're not supporting me because why aren't you as enthused as I am? about my idea about this great business idea that can put us in a better situation you know um, what? Think, yeah, saying that, that was definitely something that we worked to find balance in because mm-hmm. there came a point where I think that Devin thought that I was just shooting down so many different ideas mm-hmm. and I was like it's not that but we kind of have to think about it from a different perspective yeah and we have had a lot of time where we've been able to sit down and discuss relationship slash business slash family and how friends are integrated in that. And we've really gotten to know each other throughout our relationship and really how we work together. And mm-hmm. it's, it's effort and it's work, but really right. getting to know each other and knowing the other person's love languages and being able to speak to Devin in the language of Devin and he can speak Mm -hmm. to Amanda in the language of Amanda so we can talk to each other and have really good conversations yeah exactly and I think the key thing is here is that that communication piece um under you looking at it from Devin's perspective and Devin looking at it from your perspective um it definitely takes a lot of hard conversations to have to get to that point but um, again, you guys are proof that communication and empathizing uh, for each other is what is is what works. Is that you know where you get mm-hmm. to a point where Devin, you know, you're able to when Amanda's kind of silent when you just you know sent out a really good idea and you know she may not be as excited yet, but she's thinking about it. You're like, okay, I know her. I'm gonna give her. To process, mm-hmm. but she's gonna come back to me with some hot stuff and we're gonna knock this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. And it might not be today or tomorrow, yeah. but it might be you know a few days later or a week later. But she's had time to kind of think about it. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. And so, um, I'm so glad that we're ending on this, this great note of communication because, um, like I said in the beginning. I don't know why the stigma is like after your thirties, it's just downhill. You know, I know that a lot of, um, especially in the black community, especially for black women, that uh, black women, they say after thirties, that it's a little harder for you to get pregnant and things like that. And that makes black women feel, okay, I'm 30. It's the end of the road. I don't have a husband. I don't have any kids. And so I think that stigma, like I said, in, in the beginning, 
has caused a lot of depression for not just, you know, black women, but possibly even men. And you guys are clearly proof that when you are patient, when you know yourself and when, you know, you know, when the time is right, that um, you will have everything that you want and everything that you, that everything that you can ask for, um, it'll all come to you. Absolutely. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was saying absolutely. I think we had to become who we were. Exactly. He had to become who we were. I needed to go through my 20s. He needed to go through his when he was turning 30. So I think we had to go through the trials. We needed to go through specific areas of life to really understand what it was that we truly wanted. Mm -hmm. And when we found each other, it was definitely the right time. And we were ready for each other at that point. Like, yeah, I'm "I'm ready for a relationship. I don't want to play any games. And he did the game. And I was like, okay, let's go. Exactly. And I mean, it's a perfect segue for give my listeners some advice on, let's say someone that is in their 30s and may feel like, oh, I don't really know what's about to happen next. Um, But they still have that little bit of hope left inside of them. What's some advice that you could give them about approaching marriage and approaching, um, you know, meeting the love of your life and planning, you know, the next, let's say, five years of your life. And so you and Devin, could you give some advice to just that person out there? Yes. <clears throat> you got to clear your throat for this that one. Y'all are hearing me loud and clear. When I <laughs> so uh, the one thing that I struggled with when I first was kind of getting into the dating pool and then meeting Amanda was the belief that I was good enough. And I remember even saying to her, um, I don't think I'm ready for you. Like just having, making these assumptions about somebody that I didn't even know. Right. And so I, I want people to remember that as you're working on yourself, um, there is somebody out there that will love you for where you are right now and will love you even more for where you're going to be. And that, like that you, you gotta, you could, but you first gotta put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Like you can't, you can't be afraid that you're what you perceive to be deficiencies or um, things that you're carrying around from your past are going to be the things that people see about you. Mm-hmm. Like really relationships are an opportunity to kind of start new um, and I was really happy at the time to meet Amanda because she immediately made me feel like who I was was good enough. Mm. Like take a man on a date month in yeah. September, right? Like yeah. that that right there was like, you know what? As much as I sometimes doubt myself, she sees the value in me and that's mm-hmm. what's important. Yeah. And- everybody can go out and find somebody that sees the value in them. Mm -hmm. I love it. I think from my perspective, it's, I want to say, be yourself, be your authentic self. Don't be a representative of yourself. When you meet someone, be who you are, be upfront and know what you want. You don't have to be aggressive with it. You can be yourself. Don't be like, well, I want to get married. Do you want to? Okay. No, bye. But you just, (laughs) kind of have good conversations and ask the key questions ask the tough questions of people Mm -hmm. if you guys are going to be in that type of situation if you know you guys are going to be in 
a relationship, ask those questions. What are their values? What do they think about children? Do they even want children? Do right. they that it could take a little bit of time, but are they willing to go through that fight with you? Because it does take work. I think those are some of the things that are really important. And really to Devin's point, nobody is perfect. Right. And no situation is perfect. And I think it's really important for us to know that some people are a work in progress. We are all works in progress, actually. Mm -hmm. And you can grow with people like I know Devin was not where he wanted to be but he has so much potential that I know that he can get to where he wants to be and I and I saw that early on and I was like I'm ready to go on that journey with you Mm -hmm. because I know that we can work to support each other in our careers in our activities outside of work in any endeavor that we want to go towards and Mm -hmm. I knew Amanda was the rose growing in the pavement stop <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, and on that note, um, I just I think the common theme here that I've picked up throughout this conversation is balance because you guys balance each other out through communication. You guys balance each other out through your dreams with each other. Um, you guys have balanced each other out even within personality. Like both of you are just outgoing and may even sometimes Amanda you may have your time of like I'm I'm kind of an introvert but then Devin picks up where you slack and now he's the extrovert that's kind of handling the room because I've seen it firsthand guys I mean Devin (laughs) is a good time he just threw Amanda I don't know if you mind me telling the listeners your age but he just threw his wife Amanda a popping 40th birthday party and I mean, like, he was just, like, he just put her on a pedestal. Like, you know how they show that picture, that meme where <laughs> it's Will Smith and then he has his arm stretched out to uh, Jada Pinkett? That was the entire Aww. theme, like, of the whole That's party. <laughs> and even when he saw, like, Amanda kind of chill, he would, like, grab her hand. I mean, I think, and you guys are portraying it even with this interview, you guys are showing that balance and so that's why I say that's the common theme and so listeners out there I know sometimes you may feel like your person has to be the one that just gets you or the person that um that you have similar interests with I mean yes those similar interests will be there because Amanda and Devin they have shared that they had a lot of similar interests however um they are opposites in a lot of ways and like Amanda said each, you know, every person isn't isn't perfect. Everyone is a work in progress. And so I think the key, the common theme here, not only is balance, but also knowing that your that person, your partner that you're with always has that that good intention. And so with that, thank you so much, Amanda and Devin, for joining us today. You guys gave a lot of gems. And listeners, stay tuned for more episodes with The Questions Queen. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I hope you found this episode helpful. But I'm here every week, so let's stay connected.